game begin. Hey, Dagum Nerds fans, welcome to a very special episode of Dagum Nerds. We are on our 101st episode, the 101. So as such, we brought in our True Believer patrons because when it comes to Dagum Nerds 101, it's our True Believer patrons. So tonight I am joined by the legendary Rob Foster. Hello there. <laughs> ah, yes. Channeling his inner Ewan McGregor. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Also joining us is Daniel Shaman. I could bring you in warm or I could bring you in cold. That quote is worth a lot to me. And also back from his long hiatus, we have the one and only pun master, Spencer Thompson. The other day I saw a really cool shirt where somebody was wearing a hat, you know, cut off shirt with corn on it. And it was like, hey, that's a great crop top. Aw, shucks. <laughs> so corny. Thank you. Well, we have a very special format for you tonight because we just did a Ask Us Anything Dads episode for episode 100 hosted by Rob. We thought that was so much fun that we're going to turn the tables and do a Ask the Patrons Anything episode. So how the turns have tables. How the turntables. All right. So before we jump in, uh, we're going to do dad stories. And uh, I can't believe I'm sharing this one because I, in my 31 years of life, never thought I would see this happen. But yesterday I was called upon by my wife to remove a snake from the front yard. But this was not any normal snake. This was a mother garter snake that was giving live birth to 30 snake babies. Oh, no. 30, oh. three, zero snake babies. This thing looked like Medusa incarnate. Oh. It was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. At first, I thought the guts were spilling out. And then I yeah. thought, are these like, like tapeworms that have like taken over the snake? And I'm like, oh my gosh, it is giving live birth, which I'm going to be honest. I didn't know snakes did. No, I, I knew there was like a couple of snakes that did that. And I, yep. Yeah. I've, I've since found out that anacondas, rattlesnakes, garter snakes are some of the snakes that give live birth, which is a huge advantage really? to rattlesnakes? them. Rattlesnakes? Rattlesnakes do oh, live birth. Wow. And it's a huge advantage in nature because instead of having to constantly monitor the temperature of your eggs that can only be in one spot, when you give live birth, if you need to make sure your babies are warm, you just move your little tush. You just slither <laughs> your little tush onto a nice warm rock. But uh this uh the snake had decided that our front yard was going to be the perfect maternity ward and uh my wife obviously had some problems with that because the kiddos were playing in the yard and then this uh this horror scape uh started playing out and uh she you know in in no uh in a very loud scream called my name <laughs> i knew to not ask questions and come immediately and i took care of it and uh, those uh, those 30 babies are now frolicking off in the woods. So garter snakes, I will let live. I actually had a pet garter snake growing up. And yeah, they're, awesome. they, they're not poisonous. If they bite, it's not the worst thing in the world. And they, they help eat all of the, the spiders and scorpions, which, yes. uh, which pays their rent on our property. So they, they are allowed to stay. I surprisingly did... have a adjacent story, but go ahead, Rotten. Oh, just quick question of how did you capture all 30 of them? So 
uh, I didn't capture them as much as I just took a rake and just like flung them into the woods. So, <laughs> so I don't know if all 30 survived, you know, and if anyone is already terrorized of the, just the idea of flying snakes, uh, there were Snake flying snakes. NATO. Yeah. It, <laughs> there are snakes on this plane. <laughs> Yoko household saw flying snakes. Yes. Okay. Well, I, it's funny because uh, I did feel like Indiana Jones at one point is like snakes. It had to be snakes. And I'm usually not freaked out by that oh, kind of thing. But when you see these dangerous. 30 like slithering things coming out of an already like slithery snake body, it was uh-huh. a bit unsettling. It, plus, I didn't know that live birth was a thing. At least you don't um, have to be the mama in that station wagon trying to keep all 30 of her chillins from like, you know, picking at each other. And it's like, mom, Jim's poking me. Jim, quit poking your sister. And your sister, and your sister, and your sister, and your sister, and your sister. Exactly. I, I, I'm just also like 30 babies. Oh. Like, no, it is a snake. So I, I mean, I didn't look into the the like the uh, to- like the anatomy. anatomy of this, but like, is it just like a tube to where it's like the babies are all within the long tube, Probably. or are they just in one area? But I'm like, th- how do you fit 30 into one snake? Practice. It, I mean, it don't, you, <laughs> don't you remember Temple of Doom? That little dinner scene. Oh, yes, snake surprise. <laughs> Chill the monkey brains. Well, you somehow have a segue into this, which I am shocked that someone was. So what, what is your snake segue, Spencer? So a friend of mine in middle school, he had told me this story about how he loved animals. Like okay. just loved them. He'd collect them all the time going out. And like his mom said, okay, we are a animal hotel. So animals come in, then animals leave. That was her only way to keep her son from like not freaking out from having all of these animals and wanting to keep them all. So he finds a snake. And he's like, this is awesome. I love this this thing. And takes it inside, puts it in its little uh, like aquarium that he had in his room, you know, gives it a little bit of food or whatever. And then, you know, puts a little lid on it and then walks away. Doesn't tell his mom. Oh, Excellent so, idea. Yeah. So fast forward a couple hours, Ian's doing other things. And then the mom's in there, like vacuuming. She glances over at this t- uh, tank, notices the ground is moving in this tank. <laughs> and she's like, huh, what is that? She l- leans in and just sees baby snakes completely covering the bottom of the aquarium no way and so there's about you know (laughs) enough to make the ground move so i'm gonna guess probably 30 is probably you know a normal you know snake litter a little and so uh very calmly and politely at the top of her lungs she yelled ian what have you brought into my house (laughs) wow so that is my snake adjacent story (laughs) I like I was not expecting another human being to be like I've got a snake pregnancy story. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, uh I did not bring mine into my house. Um but uh yes. I'm sure Meredith was much appreciative of that. Yes. Yeah. And I had to assure her that all of the snakes, all of the all of the bleep bleep snakes on this bleep bleep plane are gone. So <laughs> Uh, Spencer, the moment that you started telling that story and he was like saying, oh, yeah, we, and he loves snakes. All I could think of was Thor Ragnarok. And he's like, hey, he knew I like snakes. So I went and picked up a snake to admire it. And he turned and then he turns forward back to himself. And he's like, ah, it's me. And he sat me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thor Ragnarok. How we love your zaniness. All right. 
Well, let's dive in to ask the patrons anything. All right. So question number one okay. is, since this is a, a very common question amongst nerddom and, and know that I, I am even going to soften the blow a little bit because I, I know that just a, a pure black and white form of this question can be unfair. So it shall be thus. What movies would make it consistently in your top 10? Okay. Okay. What movies would make it consistently in your top 10? Because I know it's a very unfair question to say, what's your favorite movie? Yes. Because that could vary by month. It could vary by hour. And, and you know, as life, you get more experiences, you pick up more, so it can ebb and flow. But I do feel like over the course of your life, there will be a few that, all right, they may not be one, two, or three, but they're consistently on your top 10. Yes. So you don't, I mean, let, let's, let's just, for the sake of time, keep it to within five. Uh, but but what movies would consistently make your top ten? Do so, series count as one? So I will accept or? I will accept series, but then you must specify which is your favorite in a series. Oh, he, so he so for mad. example, like for me, Star Wars is my favorite movie, but I have to follow that up by saying Empire Strikes Back is my favorite Star Wars. Correct answer. Okay. Thank you, Daniel. We can be friends. <laughs> um, all right, let's start with. We'll just go alphabetical. Daniel. Oh, I get to go first. So, yeah. um, it's it's a rather inconceivable idea, but I'm going to have oh, to go okay. with Princess Bride. <laughs> Classic. That, yeah, and, and good and, 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 pick. And, and it really is. It is. It is because it it covers so many different things. Mm -hmm. um you know it's got romance it's got comedy it's got fighting. Fighting. <laughs> it's got rodents of an unusual size you know so every, everything's good... in that mm -hmm. i can totally say that's a really great movie listen i mean it, it is truly cinematic gold you know fu funnily enough there was a brief point in time where we were thinking of coming up with like a daggum nerd scale of movies. And like, we, we would rate movies on the, the daggum nerd scale. And at, at one point we did have a platinum movie, you know, we had like bronze, silver, gold, but then we did have like a platinum for certain movies that we feel like just achieve a whole new stratosphere of not only movie purity, but just legend status as far as their staying ability and just how long they've stayed with people. And mm -hmm. we, we, we actually used Princess Bride as like our example. Like this is an example of what we mean by platinum level, like just something that has stood the test of time, still connects with people, no matter if it was 1992 or 2022, like it's got something for you. Yeah. So, all right, Princess Bride, I like it. So, so now that so that we don't just have to pick on you to give you more time to think, let's let's do a little more round robin style. So we'll come back to you, but let's mm -hmm. let's move on to all right, Rob. <laughs> what would make it into your top ten? Oh, you obviously know my my top one. Yes. So uh, now you got to pick your favorite child. <laughs> <laughs> my so go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. Uh, Lord of the Rings, of course. No. Really? What? No, no way. I'm so shocked right now. Shocker. Um, All right, so now you got to pick. My favorite of the of the three, I would say Return of the King. First it off, was... thank you for saying three. And then second, yes, absolutely yes, Return of the King. Some people actually consider the Hobbit series part of. 
now let's let's keep well, this family friendly y'all <laughs> we're gonna we're, we, we shall not mention the movies that do not exist um uh, they do exist they're just a separate same universe different different story okay it's the stepchild of the tolkien universe <laughs> the tolkien multiverse yes <laughs> but um, it but with return to king it was just the culmination of of three years worth of what of what of these films and just the emotions that and the effort that was put into it it was i could i will i will always get teary-eyed right at the end of just the music playing just the Mm -hmm. scenery everything they did it just they did it just right well and i mean you can't beat double digit academy awards either so so i was everything i think that that year well it's it's tied for most academy award wins of all time um and i think oh gosh now i'm blanking it's either titanic or ben hur that it's tied with um but i mean it it deserved every single one of those accolades Mm -hmm. and for it to for it as a fantasy movie to have that kind of splash at the oscars oh yeah is is worth mentioning because because normally they're like "Eh, it's fantasy it's it's the first movie that ever made that big of a splash so uh i mean you know depending on how you want to look at star wars as fantasy because because star wars did get a uh like special mention oscar for like a lifetime achievement um that doesn't really count it's just special mention (laughs) it was a special mention but uh so so do you have a favorite of the 14 endings in return of the king gray havens (laughs) oh yeah if if you're not crying at the end of the gray haven scene like do you have a pulse (laughs) um i do remember watching in the uh the appendices like bonus features discs how was it uh was it sean austin wasn't wearing like his like coverlet or like his his vest and so there was like a continuity error so they actually had to refilm the scene and they all had to like cry and get weepy eyed again and they said like that was so difficult to do because it was so hard to do it the first time and then they had to like do it again because of a continuity error i don't remember that one yeah i i remember it's 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 in the bonus dvds like talking about the making of and yeah mm-hmm. like it, it was such a hard scene emotionally for the actors and they had to do it again because he like yeah. he forgot oh, to yeah. put his vest on after lunch like it was something really seemingly innocuous but major enough that they felt like they had to redo the scene yeah. oh my gosh so anyway, yes, I Return of the King is also my favorite. I respect the people that say that Fellowship of the Ring is their favorite because I mean it's the one that started it all. It set the pace. I do not understand the people that say Two Towers. Looking at you, Brett McPherson, I I just I don't get it. Uh, of I mean, the three, t- how can that be your favorite? It's mm, I, can, I mean it, here's my you know, like I liked one, but it kind of like when I first watched it, I was like, wait, that's the end. That's it. <laughs> we like, were just getting started. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's kind of the worst thing. It's like, I just went through this entire movie and that's where you end off. So I like, it kind of had kind of a little bit of a, didn't quite have a satisfactory ending to that movie for me. Hmm. Not saying it okay. wasn't a, a good thing, but for me, it was just like, when I saw it, I was like, that just seemed a little anticlimactic to end there. And then Two Towers, it felt like it had a more appropriate beginning, middle and end, if that makes sense. Okay. But, and then- you know, Return of the King, it just had like the spectacle of that movie and as well as the emotional ride through it, it was also just fantastic. Yep. So I can understand where you were coming from, Rob, but I'm also like, I'm just not quite there with uh, the Fellowship of the Ring as far as, like, as far as that goes, it just didn't quite hit as well with me. 
Mm -hmm. Well, um, Spencer, on to you. So what what would what movie would make it into the the sacred annals of the top ten in the Spencerverse? The one that always seems to pop up whenever somebody asks me what my favorite movie is is Wally. Really? No yes. wonder you and Andrew are good buds because that that's always like that's his favorite Pixar. I love the fact that this movie spends its first third or more without saying a meaningful sentence. You know, like, like without saying like you know, maybe a couple of complete sentences here or there, but it's all visuals and audio storytelling without words. Mm -hmm. And it is fantastic. And the movie itself, I really enjoy. Like I'm a sucker for love stories. I and like and mm. even though it's you know it's two robots who are, like there's just something about a good like you know love story that I just love. And that movie does a really good job. It's like just of telling a good story. Well, so, in a masterclass in physical comedy, physical performance, because yeah, so much that like you fall in love with a robot that doesn't speak. Like that is masterful. You fall and, in love with him within the first five minutes of seeing him. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, it, he befriends a cockroach, something yes. that should, you should be reviling and yet you love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's endearing. It, it, it's so much a fun. A cockroach <laughs> that never dies. Well, apparently. that's the whole like, Well, like I mean, any cockroach, right? Mm -hmm. They're impossible to kill. Impossible to kill, but also it's like, I, I love the fact that it's like, you know, the only thing that's going to be left there are Twinkies and cockroaches, and the cockroach <laughs> goes into a Twinkie you yep. know, during the movie. I'm just like, ah, it's beautiful. Brilliant. Well, also, talk about how are the pitch me like, all right, so hear me out. Trash robot love story with interspersing of Hello Dolly clips. That is our movie. Tom <laughs> hmm. Lasseter's like, I love it. Love it. Let's do it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a solid Pixar, um, though I actually do see Wally as the beginning of the end of Pixar's greatness. Because I, hmm. I think that after Wally, you had Up, which I think was like a pinnacle, Fantastic. like a, the apex of their creative curve. And then there was one little extra blip that i think was inside out which i think is the best animation of the 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 2000 teens and after that i've just what happened pixar what happened i really enjoyed turning red like surprisingly like really I, it was not my like absolute all-time favorite but i liked that movie and like i really liked how they were able to like have a uh, a director who was a female asian uh, woman who was directing it and you could like you could tell you could tell like she was steeped in this culture and like you just they just hit all the right notes of the, that and i'm just like it was just a fun movie and it was just, like i watched it with my wife and she was just like it, she was enjoying it as well so it's like okay but this is kind of fun let's so, be honest the so, director was probably getting something off her chest though when Oh, that, that 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 movie had a lot of catharsis in it. Did y'all end up watching the Turning Red, like the making of documentary on Disney no, Plus? No, okay, yet. there's all sorts of catharsis that that movie accomplishes. Um, Daniel, did you see Turning Red? Daniel, uh, Daniel, you're muted. Uh oh. Yeah, Maybe I've been. Daniel I've got a, I've, No, I have a. I've got. I'm getting over this summer cold, so I've got a cough, and I've been trying not to record my cough. Um, I did see Turning Red. I enjoyed it, but I think like it's it, it, it's a mature cartoon movie. So it's yeah. just like I'm, I'm not going to want 
I'm not going to want my two-year-old daughter to watch it. But okay, now she's 12. Okay, maybe this is, there's things that that happen in the movie that it's just like, you know, okay, you can kind of relate to some of those things. It is a coming of age story for a female, which is definitely, I think it's, it, it, it societally, it's kind of a taboo. They don't, Hollywood doesn't really touch it very well or touch it a lot. And I think this was done really well You in, in that aspect of it. And then having the Asian culture on top of it to wrap that all together, you know, I thought it was presented well. Well, and it wasn't just Asian culture. It was transplanted Asian culture in yes. particular, which I thought was interesting because, I mean, here you it's is it Toronto or Montreal? I think it's Toronto. Uh, yeah, I think you're, Toronto. you're right. Tor Toronto. Yeah, because I mean, I even thought it was it was well done that turning red happens in Canada, of which has a lot of red on the flag. So that just kind of fit into the 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 color palette they were going for. For me, I just felt like I was not target audience for this movie. And yeah. and also I, I kind of fall with Daniel. I'm like, well, I'm not going to be able to watch this, certainly with Rowan until he's much older. Uh -huh. And then, you know, even when Ellie gets to a point where she could relate I'm like, this is going to be a heavily caveated movie because I would hope that Ellie does not experience the same mother-daughter dynamic and the amount of uh, toxicity in their relationship, especially in the first like 75% of it. It's a while until things get resolved. Uh, the thing is, there's, I've known several people who that was their childhood. Right. Like, and so, like, so and I so think... Like, so for a lot of people, I'm like, listen, this will be very cathartic. And I will say borderline wish fulfillment at the end when the the mom's like, oh, this is who you're always meant to be. I'm totally okay with this. Where I'm like, uh, I don't know if that's how it works out always. Like, I do well, feel like there's a little bit more give and take, not just, oh, the parent will completely come around to you. Like, I feel like, well, oftentimes there's a little bit of a meet in the middle, mm -hmm. Um but I will say overall, I, I thought it was really interesting to see a uh, early 2000s timepiece and for me to go, oh, that's interesting. That wasn't that long ago. That was 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, and so it will be interesting, like, does this movie age well since they gave it a very early 2000s vibe? I mean, down to the Tomagotchi pets and the the boy bands and, and all of that. So it'll be interesting if by the time my kids are old enough to watch it, will will those beats have the same impact or we'll be like what what's that thing they have daddy and i'll be like oh let me tell you about tomagachi pets or oh let me tell you about boy band craze um, i mean that's like what early 2000s we had that 70s show you know so yeah. so culturally the recent history does tend to make a comeback you yeah. know you oh, know is powerful it's a powerful yeah. force well, uh, all right. <laughs> Didn't mean this to become a subtopic of turning red, but uh, <laughs> uh, here we are, a bunch of guys talking about a coming-of-age female story for a 13-year-old. Um, I have a daughter, so it's acceptable. I have a daughter, too, so we, we just squeezed that in there, Daniel. Um, justification. All right, so, Daniel, back to you. What would be another movie that would make it on your top 10? Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dip into Star Trek. Okay, here we go. Boldly four. going where no man has gone before. Number four, Voyage Home. That was my favorite. Okay. Really? Star Trek okay. That's that, the one that the whales. Yes. Okay. And then and then the, the fun little caveat for it is 
I grew up in Novato, California, which is about 45 minutes to an hour north of San Francisco. So a lot of okay. the things that they were seeing and the, the, you know, mm. I don't remember the exact year, but it's just like, I've been there. I've seen, you know, been to San Francisco, Pier, was it Pier 39? You know, Pier 39, across the Golden Gate to, you know, all the kind of like the sights and things that they were doing. Oh. It's you like, saw a oh. man wearing a white bathrobe and a white headband? <laughs> well, I mean, it was San Francisco. But, <laughs> no, he's, but, he's not but, wrong. The, the sights and sounds and the places of where they were at was like, hey, this is like my backyard, you know, and I think for me personally, that's where it sat, you know, and mm. then I, you know, I enjoyed like the, the science fiction and the stuff that they were doing there, you know, so I, I enjoyed that story. And then also kind of seeing, you know, Scotty being like, hello, computer, computer. And he's, he's like, fun. no, you got to use the mouse. And he picks up the mouse computer <laughs> i always liked the bones giving the woman the pill and she got a new kidney <laughs> yeah so um but yeah that that that's going to be up there in in some of my like all-time kind of movies is going to be star trek for well that that makes sense the voyage home for you is more like a tour of home so yeah. every so every time you watch it you take a voyage home all right, before we get too emotional here. All right, Rob, how about you? What would be another movie to make in your top 10? All right. Um, oh, yeah, okay. I'll go with uh, M. Night Shyamalan's The Last Airbender. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. All right, and we are now kicking Rob from the server. I am so sorry, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, for <laughs> that. I said keep it family-friendly, Rob. We do not mention that kind of dumpster <laughs> fire on this show. I saw that movie with my mom at the dollar theater and I, and I, I was in the middle of the movie and I, and I just out loud said, this is a waste of a dollar. <laughs> no, yep. but in all seriousness, um, well, nerddom, I should say, not seriousness. Uh, Pirates can... of the Caribbean trilogy. Okay. And then which, well, trilogy or a what quadrology, if you consider the, uh, trilogy. trilogy okay okay there you go um what uh what's your favorite of the the, the, the uh, ot always, trilogy it would always be the first one curse of the black pearl classic yes it is that's a solid one yep and but that is my favorite one but i love but i still enjoy the 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 next two mm-hmm. even though a lot of people didn't like it like those i i really enjoyed it i could get behind Listen, the story I, that they were trying to go with. I, I agree that the first one was so good and it could have been a standalone you know it left just enough open that you know the sequels had just enough justification to make sense and of course you know more money um mm-hmm. i really enjoyed dead man's chest i liked how it kind of was expanding the lore and in mm-hmm. world's end I mean, okay, satisfying enough ending, but not quite the the follow through as I feel like a Lord of the Rings or like an end game. Yeah, hat. Um, honestly, I just watch it for the visual effects of uh, Davy Jones's. Uh, oh like, yes, seriously, his his Cthulhu face. Yes, that like if you watch some of the <laughs> corridor crew face. about how they did uh, that and like all the different things they had to do to make that look right, it's amazing so, some of the best cgi I've, I've ever seen is davy jones right there I, I i absolutely agree but but i'm so excited that we may see some more of captain jack sparrow now that mm-hmm. so much of the uh, uh issues at hand yeah mm. well now, now that uh uh the herd has been we've had the hearing with the herd 
uh, <laughs> we, uh, we, we can move on and, and finally see Captain Jack Sparrow. But, I just uh, hope that that's they, solid just more, more Johnny Depp in general. That's true. Yeah. That's true. He, we, we've been out of our depth for so long. It's time to get back into uh, time to get back into it. Reed so, Richard, uh, Johnny Depp, go done. <laughs> Dan casted right there. Uh, th- okay, if if directed by Guillermo del Toro, maybe he <laughs> may, maybe he would be uh, Doctor Doom. Maybe. No, just have it directed by Tim Burton. He'd pull in Johnny Depp anyway. Yeah, yeah, Tim Burton, <laughs> and then Helena Barnum Carter will be the Invisible Woman. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. All right, so Spencer, what what would be a second movie in your top ten? That would be the Sting. The Sting. Okay. So, All right. So, so why? You know, here's a movie that's not as mainstream, but why the Sting? So, I saw that movie with my dad, and he, it was one of those movies that you really have to pay attention, otherwise the entire movie does not make sense. Like, yeah. and you miss things. You cannot check out. No. And so when I watched that, my dad was kind of like, "Did you see that?" I was like, "See what?" It's like that's the signal they showing they're all on the same team. And I was like, Oh, that's so cool. And then they did, <laughs> you know, like some show some other things about like how they're working with this. And then, of course, Robert Redford and mm-hmm. the other actors in there, they do such a great job uh, mm-hmm. just like in that movie. And it's just so well done. The music is so catchy. And I love every part of that film because you feel like you're solving the, the like what's going on as you're watching it. And so it's, and also there's a lot of nostalgia watching it with my dad. Like he and I love watching movies together and we still watch movies together uh, today. It's just less often. Right. Right. It's just so much fun to just see that movie. My wife and I watched it recently. I'm like, ah, that's why I like this movie. It's so much fun. Yeah. Well, it's fun whenever a movie draws you into the point that you really have to participate in watching. Like it's not just you know, a, a, a mindless popcorn flick. Sorry, Kevin, that you just, you know, you just check your brain in at the door and have a good time. Like you have to watch closely. Like I, I feel like knives out is another movie that I just felt the entire yes. time I'm laughing, but then I'm like, no, 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 stop laughing. I have to pay attention to what's happening. Um, so I can figure it out. And then of course, you know, the Ryan Johnson's favorite thing is just to subvert your subverted, subverted expectations. And that's just, he just, he's like the joker of subverted expectations. He just does it to watch the world burn and be subverted. <laughs> but uh, anyway, solid pick. All right, Daniel, back to you. Yeah, last round, last round of another movie that would make it in your top 10. I'm, 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 I'm kind of like, I'm trying to recall them because it's like, there's, well, there's two, well, there's four movies and they're all kind of related. Okay. Ooh. But, okay. Well, and, and they're not exactly family friendly. Okay. So, <laughs> well, we don't have to go but, too deep, but it, it is your favorite. So. So, um, so I'm gonna say it's it's somewhere between Godfather, Godfather Two, Goodfellas, and Casino. And if I really had to pick one, I'm I think I'm gonna have to go with Godfather Part Two. Really? Okay, solid. so you're so you're a part two favorite. I mean, it's 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 one of those things of like you remember how they were looking at well here Obi Wan was like seven point five and Book of Boba Fett was like seven point three. You know, it's just like <laughs> it's really close and you you starting to cut hairs. But I think really what I enjoyed in part two was seeing a lot more of the backstory. If I'm if I'm recalling things correctly, okay, uh, yeah. of Don Corleone mm-hmm. was in that 
in 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 some of that stuff and being able to see you know properly how flashbacks are used you know yeah i will will say if you're going to do flashbacks godfather part two did an admirable job Uh, i mean that's some people's biggest complaint with part two is the flashbacks but i didn't think they were bad and it is fun to flesh out that character that you've come to be intrigued by in in the original godfather right okay well hey i mean even though i absolutely agree they are not family friendly they are a a indelible classic in cinema history so that's that's a solid choice all right rob what would be the the third in your top 10 not necessarily your third favorite movie but a third pick from your top 10 i would go with the mask of zorro all right there you go antonio banderas yes i grew up with um with watching the Disney Zorro sh- mini, is it a series or is it? Hmm. it mini series show. With Guy Williams. Yeah. The, okay, yeah. That, that that's I'm going to call it a series, but I grew up watching them on VHS, and the whole time, it I just enjoyed it. So when when I was old enough to see Mask of Zorro, then it. I just had so much fun watching it with my dad, hearing the music. James Horner always was a yes. always was a great conductor. And just the sword play was so well okay. done. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading something recently that uh Bob was it Bob Anderson who is the sword master for uh yeah, like he was he was like a sword master for so many films. Like he did um or he taught Vigo Mortensen for Lord of the Rings. He did. Oh wow! Uh, Errol Flynn, and he was saying that a- Antonio Banderas had some of the best natural talent for fencing that he had ever seen. Hmm. Very nice. So it was just like, oh, that is so cool. And like, and as you're, as you probably have noticed, each each of my top th- uh, top three have had one thing in common swords swords (laughs) well the fact that you have several of them proudly hanging upon your wall shows that you have a a sword affinity for sure Mm -hmm. but uh no mask of zorro was was a fun movie because it was on vhs at my grandparents and we would watch it on repeat whenever we visited my grandparents like my brother and i loved that movie but we weren't allowed to own it at our house so we would like (laughs) sneak it in at my grandparents um and uh, I absolutely was crushing on Catherine Zeta Jones um, <laughs> as well. And uh, uh, you got to just love Anthony Hopkins as an actor. Like, I feel every time he's on the screen, he just owns it. Yes. E- even oh, yeah. if he's playing kind of a derpy role of um, uh, the All Father in the Thor series. Like, I oh. feel like that. Yeah. I mean, when he plays Odin, I feel like, okay he's been given a very serious role in a ridiculous world and so like he's doing his best but you know can anthony hopkins bear the weight of the mcu and just the the corniness that that can bring especially the direction that they took the thor movies but even still i feel like he added that gravitas that that it needed Mm -hmm. it was uh, a good turn though i mean i get kenneth Branagh, and i i appreciate kenneth Branagh because you know i i can expect I can really appreciate a good, you know, Shakespearean experience. Um, but the, it was kind of turned when I, I watched uh, 
like this interview with Taiko Waititi of <laughs> of of the twist of coming back to like more of the comic accurate the more Jack Kirby art style you know Kenneth Branagh was like okay we're gonna turn Thor into to Hamlet you know and Taiko Waititi's like we're gonna have some fun you know so they're both the Thor the original Thor you know Dark World was kind of like a miss but the first Thor I enjoyed it was yeah. good but I think Taika Waititi and going Ragnarok it was good change good change you know mm. I'm thinking Robin Hood Men in Tights you know mm-hmm. you know it's like Latrine <laughs> well what did your name used to be before that good change <laughs> yep um well, uh, I, Mask of Zorro, solid pick, um, and uh, I, I, I will give that a a, a Z of approval. <laughs> um, all right, so Spencer, ra- rounding off his first question, what movie, what third movie would be in your top ten? It's it's a toughie. There's three that I have on my brain, but. Uh, and they, they're all good for different reasons, but I, since we haven't really talked Star Wars much, I'm not gonna yet. go. Not yet. I'm <laughs> gonna go with Return of the Jedi. Okay. Choice, all right. So choice. Star Wars as a category, but Return of the Jedi. All right. Yes. So 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 talk at me. So you you know you've already heard me say that you know the the Empire Strikes Back as as Daniel said the correct choice. So so why Return of the Jedi over an Empire Strikes Back? I think it's mostly how it hit when I first saw it because my dad got okay. the, ex, the the box set VHS yes. tapes. Yes. And yep, like yep. for a Father's Day gift. And I'll, and we watched those things for you know a long, long time. Uh, oh, yeah. Time. Oh, yeah. And I remembered that I was watching them as like, you know, eight to 10 year old. And the Empire Strikes Back always just kind of scared me a little bit. Like right now I watch it okay. like, oh, this is really good storytelling, but it always kind of had that, you know, you had the giant space worm coming out of the asteroid, almost killing them with a Minox and just a bunch of these other things that didn't. Yeah, it's got some more creepy elements for sure. It, it does. And like, I really enjoy that movie, but I had the most fun watching The Return of the Jedi. Okay. And just... You know, when Luke's finally coming into his own as, you know, a powerful character and making hard uh, choices and, you know, finding out some a lot. And just, I really enjoyed that you, know, you had Boba Fett in there. You had a lot of Boba just, Fett. you know, Where's Boba action. Fett? You had Boba Fett, where? The ah! And, you know, cousin Wilhelm, you know, was over there screaming. <laughs> yep. And then you had a giant space battle to end it out mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. me it's just a beautifully done story and i i just love that movie no i mean it, it is it is a fantastic culmination of all the different storylines that they had that george lucas had woven to that point and mm-hmm. then the story of redemption i mean and, and the fact that i mean luke has to make some really tough ethical moral fiber choices in that to like no stand his ground say no to revenge like mm-hmm. th- there's a lot that he has to do as a character um which makes it ultimately satisfying yes so and also like- add that the super nintendo version of the game was my favorite of the star wars games especially you know getting to fly the millennium falcon through the death star that is oh yeah cool. yep yep and, and also one of the hardest levels in the sega stand-up arcade game Oh yeah. 
if y'all if y'all ever played that one the, is that the uh, one with the lightsaber that you kind yeah, of yeah, yeah so you have to you have to do the lightsaber against boba fett and then darth vader is like little mini games in between but uh the return of the jedi missions were so hard and in fact i'm pretty sure we're designed so that you would have to put in another 50 cents because like oh, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know how you got through the the battle of the second death star without taking at least three hits yeah, so, that's when I'd go to the arcade when it was free play. You pay ten bucks and you and everything was free nice. Play. Okay, that's the way to do it. But uh, uh-huh. all right, Return of the Jedi. You know, that's a great note to end on. That my 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 inner Star Wars uh, fanboy is is good with that one. So uh, can I just right. say two honorable mentions before we move up? Yeah, just, we'll we'll do some some quick so quick Twitch. Batman Begins and Crashing Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Nice. Okay. My my wife hates that movie because of the ending she Wait, she legit crouching tiger hidden dragon she legitimately got upset at the ending because huh. yeah it, i mean she she's not as steeped in asian eastern storytelling as i am so you know i i get the whole like bittersweet slightly unfulfilling ending is very common amongst you know anime and just japanese stories in general and then so for her like the ending being kind of not tied up in a bow really nicely and kind of sad. <laughs> she was so upset. She was legitimately angry at the end of watching that movie. I think she had to go like punch a pillow or something, mm. which if you know anything about my wife, it's hilarious to think of her like getting that physically upset about something. <laughs> but uh, uh, here's my honorable mention. Okay. The classic Sam Raimi army of darkness. <laughs> okay. All right. My boomstick. There you go. There you go. Shop smart. Shop as smart. Rob, any any honor, quick honorable mentions? Um, the Last Samurai, yes, and, and Avatar. Okay, ones. yes, soon to get a soon to get several sequels. So I've heard. So we'll see if they're as good as the the OG. Flight of Passage is a really good ride if you ever get down to oh, uh, Hollywood such... Studios. No, no, uh, Animal Kingdom. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm mixing it up because it's it's mixing the the right technologies. Yeah, so I've I've heard that the the animatronics in the Avatar ride are pretty mind blowingly cool. Oh yeah, for the is it the Elder? I forget what her name that's is. That's the but... the Navi River. Okay, yeah, I, I've heard that's that alone is worth the price of admission. But um, mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't imp- I wasn't it. Mm. It's not our go-to ride. Like if we have to miss a ride, we'll we'll pass on Navi River. We okay. do have to do Flight of Passage. Oh, yeah. Yes, I've also heard that's a like just mind-blowingly cool experience. Such a cool experience. I that's one of those rides that I would <laughs> have. I would ride multiple times if given the chance. We rode it three times in one day. Wow, five. Oh, okay. one up my ship is strong with this one. <laughs> Well, no, uh, it's that I got early and I was doing single rider. So, oh, okay. Ah, there you go. All right. So, moving on to the next question What is your biggest nerd guilty pleasure? So, this is something that is universally scorned, something that normally you would be scared to mention that you like this thing because it is looked down upon. Uh, that this would be like trip coming out and going guys i will admit my little pony is my favorite fantasy series <laughs> all right what what uh, is what is your nerd guilty pleasure it goes down so good 
you don't care who knows about it. And, uh, this, and we'll, is a, we'll, this is a tough one. Well, we'll reverse order on this one. Uh, I'll uh, I'll put Spencer on the spot on this okay. one first. So actually, this is something that has come up kind of recently. Okay. But, but one thing that I have discovered is a band called Voice Play. Voice Play. It is an acapella group that has. <laughs> okay. And it's kind of like I'm I'm definitely more into the theater and music nerd side of me. Are they from Cornell? I don't know where they're from, but they used to be on like a like a Battle of the Acapella groups TV show, and now oh, they wow. do kind of their own, own thing. I would highly recommend them. But my I saw them fave, at Disney World. Like, uh, uh, were they pretty good live? Oh yeah. Like my favorite thing to do that is just kind of like guilty pleasure is to find reaction videos to their videos and watch <laughs> the reactions of people have to specifically their bass singer. Because you've never oh, okay. heard him, it sounds like he is inhaling that chemical that makes your voice go really deep. But that's just his voice. We've shared a couple of his videos on on our Discord. Yes. Wait is is he the guy that did the far over cover? Yes. Is it that guy? That's mm -hmm. the same guy. Yes. Yeah. I thought that like that can't be real. Like, that's real. Like my my throat <laughs> through my headphones is like contracting it so deep. Like, yeah, it, I feel like my soul just vibrated from how deep his voice was. Yes. Like Misty Mountain Cold, he also did 16 done, tons as kind of a, a, his own thing. I also, I think I posted one that was just a, um, a My Little Mermaid medley where he's playing Ursula. And he really kind of sinks it probably into the... one of the best all time villain songs. Like yes. if I if I had to have like a top three best villain songs, I think Be Prepared is hand like far and away the best villain song of all time. Oh, yeah. That's like my favorite Lion King song. Yes, <laughs> right. But but then I would say um, Unfortunate Souls is probably two or three for me. Yes. So. so and he does an excellent job with that. Every time that Voice Play does a kind of like Disney cover, they just make it so much fun. It is so much fun to watch and like i love seeing people's reaction when they first hear this group they're just kind of, it's like this blown away look like am i hearing this right is, is, is this actually happening and i'm just like yes it is wait for it it gets better oh, man. okay so, I, I so to clarify voice play isn't your guilty pleasure your guilty pleasure is watching other people react to react watching. to voice play. okay <laughs> i will say on paper I love reaction videos to an acapella group. Not not something that I would be posting to my Twitter. You know, no, like, it's, it's not. It's completely niche, and it's like kind of like, am I watching too many reaction videos of this? Probably. Like, am I watching literally a, like two dozen in a week? Yes. And is this probably too much? Probably also. But is it fun? Yes, so much fun. No. See, the next level is when you start making your reaction videos to the reaction videos. Okay. Now this is just inception. It. This is just inception. It. Wow. <laughs> Spencer, I'd want to see them do a cover of Friends on the Other Side. They have. They have? They have it. Watch it. It's great. <laughs> wow. I can just All picture, right. I've got friends on the other well, side. Actually, yes. So, like, and also, they're, uh, I believe his name is Caesar. Is the, he is a, uh, I, I'm not sure if he's from Jamaica, but he is one of their voice uh, groups Hail in Caesar. there. And he has an incredible voice that I believe is more tenor. And okay, and he is just pure notes, and he plays the you know the main uh, like the the voodoo man, 
and their bass kind of helps him with like the cards, the cards, the cards will tell, and has this really deep bass, uh, bass as well. So it's just it's just a great, great uh, setup. So anyways, that's my guilty pleasure is watching reaction videos to voice play. Wow. Well, did not see that one coming. So uh, let's keep the ball rolling. So Rob, what is your nerd guilty pleasure? I got something similar to uh, Spencer, but mine, it's more of watching people react to emotional moments in video games. <laughs> I, I wow. can see that. Wow. So, so I wasn't expecting reaction videos. So, so what specifically, like, is this a, like the, the famous final fantasy, like death scene? Like, like, what do you mean? Like, is this no. like big twists? Um, there's some the car alarm girl for um, the last of us. Yes. <laughs> Wait, what? This is a thing? What this is, is this? a thing? So, um, Rob, may I like borrow this for two seconds? Go for it. Go for it, man. Uh, so there is a scene in The Last of Us that's like really emotionally drain draining. No spoilers, but it's like really, really emotional scene. This one person was playing the game and she was like tears streaming down her face. It fades <laughs> into a white snowy background with a little bunny rabbit. That's the cutest thing I've ever seen. And the rabbit gets shot by an arrow and she goes, oh! And it sounds like a car alarm. It sounds like like little chip chip. Her and so it's <laughs> and that has been an internet meme. Just look up car alarm the last of us and you'll find it. All right. So Rob, any other any other uh noteworthy yeah. additions to the emotional reaction videos? I mean, there was and there was also like interviews talking about like how you were talking about with the Return of the King where they had to refilm that scene. Mm -hmm. They had to, there was an emotional scene that they were filming for The Last of Us. And and it was, the the main actor was talking about how he had gone through all these emotions, how he thought, thought he should do, and he thought he did great. Then like a month later, he kept, uh, the director comes to him and is like, hey, uh, we need you to do a reshot. He's like, oh yeah, which which one? that scene <laughs> what i we got it it's good but then it's just like i just need you to try to do it like this and that and the moment that he did it like that then it was it was like the click of oh my gosh this is what they've been trying to feel this entire time hmm. and then watching other people then see the actual scene and then them balling up and just i'm just like yes yes feel the emotions <laughs> like i have <laughs> yeah so what all i'm picking up is that like so you and spencer your guilty pleasure is feeding off of other people's emotions well yes. there's something about like <laughs> i had like when i first watched this i was like oh my word that is so crazy that x y or z happened happened for me it was you know somebody having a really deep voice or really pure notes for them it's like that emotion in that scene i'm like i gotta see what other people reacted to this exactly <laughs> that's, that's the same thing and it's <laughs> you're like, like i bawled my eyes out surely someone else bawled their eyes out in this this game moment yeah actually Rob, I'm, I'm not weird for crying in a video game i need validation that someone else exists that honestly does. the last of us is the first is the only game that i've ever sh actually shed a tear for that hmm. the story huh. is so good mm -hmm. Uh, a naughty dog has not made a has not made a game so far that hasn't had a good story to it hmm. as far as i played even last of us 2 you enjoyed last of us 2 i enjoy, i'd enjoy it too i i get what other people are saying have said 
but I still enjoyed the story as a continuation. But the first one is still the is still the best one. Can't so, wait for the remaster to come out on on my birthday. Another hey. thing for September second. Wow! So Rings of Power and the remaster. Wow! That's and there's just... like one more thing that's coming, and I'm just like, oh, no! It's the uh, extended edition for uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. It's coming out on the same day. Oh, that's right. The like way more fun edition or yeah. something like that. <laughs> Spencer, what were you going to say? I was going to say, add this to your list of things to watch uh, is people playing the uh, Halo 1, the first level with the flood and seeing like people from this generation <laughs> playing that level that, uh, for the first time. You made me feel evil, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's I, I watched it and I was like, oh, this is more entertaining than it should be. I don't know why this is entertaining, but it is. I don't know why popcorn with legs is so scary, but it is. <laughs> hey, music and at the time, you're just not used to, I didn't know that came in this many pixels. Yes, exactly. All right. <laughs> Look at all the polygons. All right. So, Daniel, you, you've had a lot of time to think on this now. So, what is your nerd guilty pleasure? It's not, I, I don't think it's so much of a guilty pleasure these days, but Disney music. Like, no, I mean, that's not like, a guilty pleasure. I mean, you've got, we were just talking as, about our favorite Disney villain songs, but, but continue, continue. Right. But, but if you think about it, you know, if you, you know, in, in society and stereotypes, you know, liking and knowing, you know, like I could sit here and, you know, start, you know, the snow glows white on the mountain tonight at a footprint to be seen, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's Please, like, don't and start I could it. go with don't it. Start it. Don't, don't start it. It'll it's be the first time in forever. It's in my head. First now, I will say, if you are singing it like at the top of your lungs by yourself at work, okay, guilty pleasure. But I mean, if in it's like, car. yeah, I enjoy listening to this with my kids, I'm like, get in line. But well, no, it's just like I, I'll put on like Disney music while I'm working, you know? And I mean, I'll look. Okay, I'll, that is I'll next find, level. You, All right, I'm not going like, to lie to you. That is next and, level. <laughs> and it's like, and I'll find instrument like the covers and you know the like the voice play covers or i'll find like it's piano covers and it's just like and then i could sit there and just hum along with with the music you know <laughs> i'll find the remixes you know and it's just like finding the black pearl remixes and stuff like that so yeah. you know so i think i think the disney music if 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 there's any like one certain guilty pleasure you know nerd wise i mean the only other one that i could say is is that i actually like enjoy asmongold and and I don't know, you know, there's a lot okay. of people. It's just and it I, is. I don't know and that Asmongold. What's that? As Asmongold, he's he, it's your boy. Um, he he's a very prolific World of Warcraft player, and he's very he's big on Twitch and a streamer, okay. you know. And he's he's got a whole bunch. And if you love reaction videos, he's got reaction videos. Okay. But, reaction but once again, videos on reaction videos exactly he does because he's reacted to people who've reacted to his videos so there's yep. like he's in the lower left corner the guy's in the center and then he's reacting so he's got himself on the right corner for the live one you know but then <laughs> once again i i do have to preface it you know th not family friendly not fa there have been times i've had it on the speakers and julie and evelyn come home and i'm like oh great you know and it's like oh thanks <laughs> Stick on those get on those headphones <laughs> yep. so all right. Well, you know, I, I will say probably not a traditional guilty pleasure, but if consumed by yourself, uh, yeah, I, I will say that qualifies, but, uh, all right. So two people who love feeding off of other people's emotions and then one that's just getting in touch with his own. Cool. Love it. 
Um, all right. So uh, here's here's another question. And then we uh, then I want to get into a game, a, right. a true believers game. But but here here's another question that's going to require a little bit of thought. And I'll say that Rob needs to go first, just to be fair, since Daniel and okay. Spencer have gone first. If you could fan cast any role out of any fandom, movie or video game, if you could fan cast, so meaning that you are choosing someone different from the original, if you could fan cast any character. So this is something that, I mean, obviously books won't count because all right, they were themselves. <laughs> so, so this is something that you would fan cast like a different VO artist for a video game or a different actor in a movie or, or TV show. So if you, if you could, if you could fan cast anything, what would it be? So think on that one. It looks like Rob's already got, already got his contender. So Rob, if you could fan cast any fandom, any, any movie or video game, what would it be? Sean Connery as Thorin Oakenshield. Okay. You're going to have to back up on this one. So Sean Connery as a dwarf. So Talk to yeah. me about this one. So, so like, what, what do you see? And or Sean Connery, I have Boy, to go. Why? I have to go get my long forgotten gold. <laughs> there was an artist that I that I had uh, come across one time. It was a long time ago. This is back when Aragon actually first came out on in theaters, <laughs> which they're redoing because yeah. Disney just redoes everything now. But I I came across this artist, and she had done a picture. She had drawn a picture of Sean Connery as Thorin Oakenshield, and it was just such a good drawing that I had. I was just like, it would be a perfect. It would be a perfect choice. Granted, he's he was old at the time, and now he's dead, which is sad. Yeah, it'd but, be a, a little bit harder now. But it was like the ultimate Scotsman as one of the ultimate dwarves. I'm going to post this picture in the in the Discord just to show to you what it was. Now I really just want to hear Sean Connery's voice saying "schmog, schmog, schmog, shunny boy, schmog." We're, <laughs> we're going to take the Arkenstone from schmog. Going to take the Arkenstone. <laughs> wow. All right. Well. I will say initially a little bit of like, what the, but no, I'm like, okay. Okay. I mean, they, they did it for John Rice Davies. Who's super tall in real life and made him Gimli. So yeah. who's to say they couldn't do that with Sean Connery. But, yeah. But picture this Sean Connery. He's not a younger one. He has white hair or, or a younger or an older thorn. So white hair, the bat holding a battle ax. It was just, a really good piece drawn. Okay. No, I, I looked it up and I'm like, okay, I, I could see this. I could see this happening. Huh? Interesting. Right. So uh, moving on, let's go to Daniel. Yep. If you so, could fan cast anyone, what would it be? So, so my, my character that I'm fan casting is going to be professor X. Okay. All right. So who would you put in the chair? Giancarlo Esposito. Really? Moff Gideon, Stan Edgar, uh, Gus Fring. Yeah. Really? So 
Well, I, I will say having seen him play both Gus and then Moff Gideon, I, I can really get the calculating part. Yes. And, and it's one of those things of like, I would love to see him in a good guy role. Yes. Well, see, that I was, that's, that's the only mental block I have is I've only seen him play a cunning villain. Yes. Which is where it's, and, and that's where it's just like, you know, in, in a, in, in kind of flipping it, you know, and I think, I mean, it's, it's one of those things of like, definitely, you know, I mean, I think he's, I don't know his eth- ethnicity, if it's, and I know it's his, Hispanic of some origin, um, you know, so he's, he's not a white guy, but he could definitely pull off a bald look, you know? Oh, um, I think he would and, rock a bald look. And, and just the way that I've seen him, cause I, and I know that um, he was as Stan Edgar in the boys, Again, I'm the totally not family friendly source tonight, uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's it's the cool, it's the calculating, it's the seeing all the puzzle pieces in advance, you know. So like mm-hmm. with having like the mind reading and the the telepathy and those aspects of Professor X, and and seeing how he pulled that off, you know, kind of with Stan Edgar of being ten steps ahead of everybody, you know, and then also with even as Moff Gideon of like you know all these all those steps that he had to prepare. And I mean, I don't even know what he was doing with the dark trooper project, you know, and how, what his involvement that was there. Yeah. I mean, but, what's this whole cloning thing that's going on? Like I, I'm excited. I'm so pumped for Mandalorian season three. So, and, the, and then some other things, like, I think he was also, a, he was also the villain in far cry six. Um, and they did, I think a lot hmm. of motion capture there okay. with him. Okay. And you know, he, he's got the chops to do it. It's like, okay, but instead of him being a bad guy, I'd love to see him in a very heavy hitting good guy leader role. Well, I mean, with the direction Disney's going with a lot of things, that may be happening because he's already won one points in the Disney casting world as Moff Gideon. So who knows? Since since they've already got uh uh since we already have the the classic taken out thanks to uh Doctor Strange. Maybe maybe that is who we see assume the chair. Who knows? Well, that's eight three eight. That's but, true. That's true. But that then world. he's also younger than Sir um, Patrick Stewart, so I mean, there's there's a little bit of a age benefit there that you know he won't have the same kind of other physical or age limitations. Okay. <laughs> Stress of uh, filming and stuff. All right. Well, I I can get behind that one. That that I think that's a solid pick. All right, I Spencer. Just it, I oh, just go ahead. And he was born in Copenhagen, Denmark. Ooh, he's Danish. <laughs> yes. What did not see that one coming? <laughs> like his characters, never saw it coming. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow. Okay. Well, I would have lost money on that one. Well, uh, Spencer, who is who is your wild card fan cast? Thing is, I don't normally fan cast different things my brain usually is like oh this person's playing this actor that's awesome they do a really good job and so i don't really it would be so cool if scenarios but but surely at some point you thought so and so could have done this better and i would watch it i mean i'm honestly trying to scramble for one right now because i'm having a hard time just thinking of one but i really want to see jeremy irons okay and i think i want to see him in either a Lord of the Rings setting, okay, or some type of like, like 
God, I'm trying so, 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 so let me ask you this. Would you be a fan of Jeremy Irons playing Grand Admiral Thrawn? Mm. Is that, is that an acceptable pick? Uh, he has the chops for it as far as like the, the smart uh, persona and I'm going to get you no matter what it takes. And like that kind of that zero emotion. I could totally see him as Grand Admiral Thrawn. But I think Lord of the Rings elf would more perfectly fit him because he, he's because he's got that like highbrow sneer just too good, right? Mm-hmm. So so I could totally see him being an elf that's just far above whatever man or dwarf is coming to beseech him for help. Yes. You know, like like he would definitely be that more highbrow elven character. So well, he's uh, already been an evil wizard. He's been right, a lot of things. Right, right. Um, in the but, in the Dungeons and Dragons movie that won't be mentioned. <laughs> Yes, that's what everyone went to. Not not Lucius Malfoy. Um, but uh all right, yeah, Jeremy Irons. I I would like to see more of him. Uh, the Jeremy first one, I, I will Irons say as Feanor. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And I honestly I will say my first thought process when you mentioned this was Bruce Willis as Mr. Clean, and I'm not sure why. <laughs> <laughs> well, Live free to clean hard. Well, I mean, the good news is, is he won't have to memorize a whole lot of lines. So maybe that could work. Maybe that could work. Too soon. All right. Well, he can just he can just cross his arms and look pretty. All right. Anyway, well, that, that, that was that was a good good round of uh, fan casting. I, I would watch any one of those. But uh, all right, y'all ready to transition to a game? Yes, bring it on. Yes. All right, we are bringing back the dadgum feud. feud, 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 feud. So, to any of our listeners who have not had this game played on the show before, what happens is I pull up an incognito window on the Google and I type in a search query. I then pull up the top five. I will go round robin here with the participants. And if they can guess one of the top five, they get a point. If they guess the number one, it's five points. If they guess the number five, it's one point. And then in ascending order, they get more points the closer they get to number one. So I will be keeping score. I've got four rounds picked with a fifth round, if necessary, for a tiebreaker. So y'all know what has to happen. Y'all are all fans of the show. You have to come up with your buzzers. So Daniel, what is your buzzer? Do it. Yes, the classic. Do it. All right, Spencer. What is your buzzer? Baby snakes. <laughs> Not baby steps. From what about Bob? Baby snakes. Baby snakes. All right, and Rob. Baby shark. <laughs> do, 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 do. Wow. So they so baby snakes, baby shark. Do it. They they <laughs> all they all kind of they all kind of interrelate in some weird way. All right. So here we go. The first Google search query. All of these, by the way, because we at the beginning of the show, we decide, all right, on the on the Venn diagram of nerddoms, where do you all intersect? And everyone decided that since it owns so many different things, we're just going to go with Disney. So the, this is a all of these are Disney related search queries. All right. All right. And just so you know, if it's just calm silence, I'll start giving hints. And if if it's just more, then I'm just gonna give I'm just gonna give out the answer. Some right. of these I will accept a close enough. I will let you know when I need a verbatim. Okay. 
All right. So okay. for this first one, this will be a close enough one. The query is why did Disney baby snakes. baby sharks? Okay, I heard baby snakes first. Why did Disney uh, remake everything? Nope. That is not even in the top five, unfortunately. All right, right, Rob, to you. By Marvel. That was number five. (sighs) All right. So Rob currently has one point on the board. Uh, Baby snakes. Nope. All right. Oh, wait, did did you have it? uh, Yep, Daniel. Why did Disney buy Lucasfilm? No, so that was number seven, but I'm only uh, I'm only accepting stuff in the top five. Yep, that was my answer. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, how about? Can anyone get higher up on the list? Why did Disney? Baby Shark. All right. Create Mickey Mouse. Not not on there. Not on there. Funnily enough, number nine was why did Disney lose Mickey Mouse? And I don't even know what that pertains to. It pertains to. They was there a rights iteration. dispute? Was there yes, a rights there is dispute? A right, there is a rights thing with the design of Mickey Mouse that they have to change it every few years because the copyright for certain uh certain certain designs of Mickey becomes public domain. So the first one of Mickey Mouse has finally become public domain. Before, you know, for the longest time, they were able to kind of kite their lawyers to be or like you know like no no, no it's it, it's a different mouse it's a different mouse so like slightly different ma- mouse and so they're able to keep that everything interesting there and so finally they're like no no, no we're not having this the, the oldest iteration of mickey is now public domain and wow okay. each iteration of it will be public domain as it goes down the line interesting i did not know this all right well that was like number nine on the list so all right any other any other guesses on why did disney do it. All right, Daniel. Why did Disney release Lightyear? Now, I will say it is related, but it is not that verbiage. Why did Disney change Lightyear? Ooh, you're getting closer. That 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 is the closer line of thought. It, it is it is a particular a particular aspect of Lightyear. I have not seen Baby Lightyear yet, so I'm not Baby sure. Shark. Rob. Why did Disney pick Chris Evans as Lightyear. All right, I will give the point because it the exact query was why did they replace Tim Allen's voice? Oh. Which I will say is is close enough to why did they change him out for Chris Evans? All right. So that means that currently Rob has 3 points on the board, but I'm going to do one more round. So in all fairness, all right. So everyone gets one more guess at trying to get one of those top 3. All right, uh, so Daniel, guess in why did Disney? And was the hint, is it still light you're pertaining? No, I will give oh. a hint. We have touched upon this during the course of this episode. Well, that's a, yeah. Why did Disney drop Johnny Depp? Oh my God, that's the words exactly. Oh my word. All right, so the board is now tied. Because Daniel and Rob both have three. So it now goes to Spencer. What is your um, next guess? To get number guess, two or number one? Um, why did Disney add mature content to Disney Plus? Not on the board. Okay. All right, Rob. A chance to take the lead again. Why did Disney? 
Why did Disney make Star Wars sequels? <laughs> uh, that is something I ask quite often, but the answer no. the answer is obviously to make money. Uh, all right. So the number two was why did Disney, and this just shows that the grammar for the world is poop. Why did Disney stock go down? Not Disney's, just why did Disney, why did Disney stock go down? Now, number one, but it wasn't Disney's stock. It was just why did Disney stock go down? So someone just didn't know how to do their possessive search. The number one, and this was in an incognito browser. So, I mean, this was unfiltered. The number one was why did Disney cancel the Owl House? Hmm. I've never uh, even heard of it. It's, it's a popular animation series um, that now has been released on Disney Plus. I think it was like a couple months back. They they put all the the series up on there, but that was the number one. Huh. But all right, so currently on the board, Daniel with a last minute comeback has three points. Rob with a solid guess on the number four and five has three. Spencer currently sitting at a wonderful golf score of zero. All right. Moving on, moving on to the next one. This one is the vaguest prompt. And this one, I will accept a close enough. Okay. Disney is dot, dot, dot. Baby snakes. Spencer. Uh, everywhere. Nope. Not on the board. Uh, All right. Daniel. Disney is woke. Exact verbiage on number two. I'm calling foul. I think that he is over there just over the Google browser. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Dan- Daniel's sitting there in his own incognito browser. Like, well, what, what was the search I mean, term again, I mean, One more time. I mean, if, if, I was gonna get, if I was gonna cheat. <laughs> I, I don't think you're actually cheating. I'm just... yeah. um, All right. Shark. Disney is, okay, Rob. Disney is the worst. Okay, I will give a close enough. Disney is bad, which was the number five. Okay. So I will award one point to Rob. By the way, Daniel, since you got the number two, you got four points. Yay. All right. right. Baby snakes. But we still got we still got three on there. Disney is uh baby snakes. Spencer. Uh I'm gonna go the opposite direction. Disney is uh the best. So that was number nine. Okay. But not in the top five. Okay. Do it. All right. Daniel. Disney is overpriced. I will award points. The exact verbiage was Disney is too expensive, which is which was the number four, meaning that you get two additional points. All right. So we only have two left on the board. So it's time for a round robin. We will okay. go to Spencer first. For a chance to steal the number one. I will say that this has also been brought up several times in our conversation. Disney is... Ruining Star Wars? No, so that was the number 10. Unfortunately, not in the top five. Okay. All right, to Rob, to steal back the lead. Disney is... Rebooting everything? The number, the number three, Disney. I is, said that last time. I know that you literally said that to the last <laughs> query. 
Disney is rebooting everything. So that was number three. So you get three points. All right, I'm going to have to start keeping better track of this now. So, all right. I've got, I got six points this round. Yes, so. you've got six. No, I, I I got you tracked. I got you tracked. All right, but to put the nail in the coffin, oh, Daniel, one last, one last guess for the number one. Disney is. Disney is ruining my childhood. Nope. So, funnily enough, this was the number two. The number two was Disney is woke. The number one query was Disney is too woke. Oh. <laughs> so put it, putting, putting more of an extreme on the wokeness. So, all right. So coming out of that round, the total tally is now Daniel has a lead with nine points, but Rob isn't that far behind. With seven, Spencer is going so. for a Mighty Ducks miracle to get back on the board. <laughs> I'm going to be over here with the mop. She's like, I got to like mop up everything to be able to make it back into this. All right, here we go. Here we go. All right, next query. So we're, we're moving into the subjunctive tense here. Disney should dot, dot, dot. Baby snakes. Spencer. Uh, leave my childhood alone. Nope, not on there, unfortunately. Do it. Baby sharks. Daniel. Disney should fire Kathleen Kennedy. As much as I agree with you, not even in the top 10. Ah. Though I have searched for that many times. All right, Rob. Apologize to Johnny Depp. The number one query. Yes. Disney should apologize to Johnny Depp. Five. Bridge. Points. Maybe so Rob. All right. Spencer. Uh, Disney should rehire Johnny Depp. No. <sighs> not on there. Not on there, unfortunately. But uh, hey, we still have plenty of points out there. So yeah. even though the number one has been snagged, there's still plenty of points on the board. Um, I will give hints that a lot of these have a lot more. Okay. Uh, Disney should buy Hasbro. Not even on the board, but good guess though. <laughs> All right, I will. I will give. Uh, I will give some hints that a lot of these are negative. Like, uh, like people are not happy. Like, there, there's not a like. Disney should give themselves a hug. No, th these are these are a very they're very pessimistic. Are are they clean? Yes, none of none of them none of them have language. Do it, All right, do it. Daniel. Disney should decanonize the sequel trilogy. Okay, I, I, I can't award points for that one, but there is something very, very close. Disney should we'll do it. Do, <laughs> Daniel. Bring in. Disney should redo or reboot the sequel trilogy. Nah, not on there. Not on Baby there. Shark. Baby Shark. Okay, Rob. Disney should leave Star Wars alone. I'm not going to award points for that one. Kind of, you're, you're dancing around it, but it's just... Uh. But but I, I will th – this one I'll need a little bit more exact. Uh, baby snakes. Spencer. Uh, Disney should remake the original Star Wars trilogy. No. 
No. <laughs> First off, no. how dare you? I'm Second thinking off, internet writing at this point. I'm going completely <laughs> yeah, yeah, internet that, no, and, and that's how you play the game, right? Yeah. All right. Um, think more. Think more uh, current events. Think more. Baby shark. Um, okay, Rob. Disney should stay out of politics. The number three. Rob is running away with this round, getting three points. All right. At this point, I will let Spencer and Daniel have one more pot shot at getting points on the board. Okay. Do it. All right. Daniel. Disney should move Walt Disney World. Boom. The number two. The number two query. I must not be keeping up with current events about that. Florida. All right. So Daniel gets four points for that one. All right, Spencer, to get on the board. Uh-huh. Disney should. Disney should. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so much pressure. I, I'm just going to throw a dart at a dartboard and see if I hit something. That's typically what you throw darts at. Um, I'm going to. Disney should. Should make more money. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they would make more money if they did the number five, which was sell Star Wars. Oh, the number four, which is probably my favorite, just because it's just like so defeatist. Just Disney should be ashamed, <laughs> <laughs> which was the number four. All right, Rob with a solid. Uh, eight points that round is now at 15, but Daniel is not far behind with 14. Uh, excuse me, excuse me, 13. Zach can math. Yeah. 13. You can tell that I do not keep up with current Disney events. But Spencer, you can still come back in this round if you okay. get one through five. So the it, so here's the good news: it is still possible for you to come back. You have uh -huh. a chance. I have a yes. chance. <laughs> So you're telling me there's a chance. So let's tell me there's a chance. All right. This one has to be exact verbiage because okay. there were so many of these that are that were similar to each other in the top 10 that I need exact verbiage so that you will be in the top five. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Okay. All okay. right. Also, know that uh, grammar rules do not necessarily apply. I will also just give that as a uh, as a caveat. When Disney, dot dot dot. When Disney. When Disney, dot dot dot. And by when it is W H E N, the period of time inquiry. When Disney, dot dot dot. Uh, baby snakes. Spencer. Uh, gonna apologize. So that was number eight. Was gonna apologize to Johnny Depp. Not in the top five. You're really Baby good Shark? at guessing six through 10. If we were playing the six through 10 games, Spencer would be killing it right now. <laughs> All right, Rob. Uh, by Marvel. The number two answer. When Disney okay. by Marvel. Again, grammar rules out the window. Oh, when Disney, <laughs> when uh, Disney by Marvel. Space Snakes. Spencer. When Disney by Star Wars. The number three, Spencer is, on, Spencer is on the board. No skunk here, ladies and gentlemen. I feel Spencer, better. Do it. Daniel. When Disney released Star Wars. Not even on the board. Ooh. 
All right. We still um, have the number one, the number four, and the number five. When Disney. Uh, oh, uh, Day Snakes. Spencer. When Disney founded. No. Baby uh, Shark. Do, do, uh, do. All right, Rob. When Disney World open? The number one. Oh, and the exact this? the exact wording was when Disney World open. Oh my gosh! All but... the people trying to figure out how early they can go into those magical gates. So the bad Rob, English is just hurting my brain. <laughs> it really is hurting my brain at this when, moment. When Disney World open? You gotta <laughs> think internet. All right, we still we still we still got the four and five out there. All right. When okay. Disney, when does do it, Daniel? When Disney close? <laughs> no, that was the number. That was the number six. Top. Um. All right, baby snakes. All right, Spencer. Uh, when D- Disney? Uh. Oh, oh I lost. Uh, okay, when did Disney uh get canceled? Not even on there. Okay. All right. We're going to start round robin style. So in, in fairness, we're going to go back to Spencer. So you have one guess. If you get one, I'll give you another guess. But okay. uh, uh, we still have the number four and the number five. We get a hint. And I will, I will give a hint. Okay. This is regarding an acquisition. And number four and number five are interrelated, separated only by a verb tense. Oh. Okay. Spencer, you have first rights. When Disney um, buy Fox. <clears throat> However, that was again. If we were playing six through ten, Spencer would be the the uncontested winner right now. So, in the top ten, not the top five, unfortunately. All right, uh, Daniel. When Disney buy ESPN. <clears throat> Not on there. All right, Rob, for a chance to just further solidify the lead, when Disney, when Disney, uh, get Pixar. Oh, so close, but I needed exact verbiage on that. So. The number four and the number five was when Disney bought Pixar and when Disney buy Pixar. Oh, my gosh. You were so close. Was not get, but I did clarify I need exact verbiage on this one because there was, again, the number four and number five were separated by a verb tense. Mm. But Rob comes out of this one still doing A-OK because with a commanding nine points, Rob is now at 24, Daniel at 13, and Spencer now with points on the board at three. We now go into the final round. Are you ready? This is another one. This is another one that I will need exact word. Okay. All right. There is is no close enough in this round. Disney Star Wars is... Do it. Uh, Daniel woke. That was number seven, not Baby in the snakes. top five. Spencer. Um, 
Disney Star Wars. Disney Star Wars is Disney Star Wars is bad. The number two. Yes. With four additional points on the board. Uh, Baby Shark. Baby Shark. Rob. Disney Star Wars is not canon. Holy moly, with exact verbiage, the number one. Disney Star Wars is what? not canon is the number one internet query. I would have thought that Spencer's would have been number one, honestly. <laughs> Disney Star Wars is not canon, the number one. Huh. Don't get angry at me. Get angry at Google searchers, ladies and gentlemen. All right. We still have the three, four, and five. Though really at this point it's a victory, it's a it's a victory lap for Rob. But let's yeah. see if we can get it out there. Think angry people at their keyboards, people. Yeah. Uh baby snakes. Spencer. Uh give me give me the prompt one more time. Disney Star Wars is Disney Star Star Wars is uh trash. Number three. Okay. Disney Star Wars is trash. All right, Mr. Sherman. You got a, a query for four or five. Disney Star Wars is, and I will say they are very similar to what Spencer just said. Garbage. The number four. Disney Star Wars is garbage. All right, let's see if we can get the, the number five, which is which is closer to the number one than it was to two, three, and four. Okay. Baby uh, Shark. All right, Rob. Disney Star Wars is good. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> still, still negative context. All right, we'll okay. do we'll do two more. Daniel. Um. Um. Not so. Not canon. Close to it no, though. What? Right. Disney Star Wars is. Not canon need remake. <laughs> I appreciate the bad grammar because I mean that is most of the internet, but no. All right, Spencer, with the final chance. All right. Some more <laughs> points to the board. Disney Star Wars is Disney Star Wars is the number um, five. I'm not sure how else to say not canon in uh, in uh, internet speak. Uh this is no words uh, is uh, not going on word. Don't think <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not lit. Um, <laughs> all right. So the number five is Disney Star Wars is bad fan fiction. I would not have gotten that was yeah, the number yeah. five query. I so, can see that for the first half of the book of Boba Fett. Oh, my gosh. I mean, the book of back to tank, as we have said many times on this show. All right, so in the final tally, we have Spencer coming in with double digits. That is respectable. You came back with double digits. You, you, you bagged a four and a, and a three in that round. So Spencer ended with a 10, but just squeaked his way into double digits. Um, Daniel had a very impressive 15, uh, managed to get the number four in that last round. And then Rob with a commanding... 29. Oh my gosh. Nerd. 
So <laughs> I'm a dadgum nerd. <laughs> that's right. A dadgum champion for this round of dadgum. Thank you. Thank you. You may all kiss my Lord of the Rings ring. Uh, I hope you clean that. Yes, it's been cleaned. Okay, good. Has Recently. ring has ring been clean? <laughs> <laughs> has ring uh, been clean? No good, good or English. <laughs> ring cleaned? Exclamation point. All right. Well, that was tons of fun. And uh, I, I miss I miss doing the feud. We, we should bring back Dagum yeah. feud more often. It's it's lots of fun and also humbling to, to see what the Internet is searching these days. <laughs> <laughs> that English, that English. All right. Well, y'all, this has been the Ask You Anything patron episode. And uh, it, it was fun getting to pick your brains. Um, Thanks for having us on. This is, oh, yeah. I, I enjoy this. Well, hey, y'all support is what kept the show going for 101 episodes. So <laughs> we, we really appreciate it. And We're ready for 99 more. <laughs> 99 episodes. Daggum Nerds on the podcast. Trying, I don't want to sing that song. No, no, that, that would get old really fast. Unlike Younglings. Um, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Oh, I, I, I saw I saw a joke that said two things that never get old. Jokes about Anakin killing younglings and those younglings. Oh gosh. But uh I'm all right. Leave that one alone. There are puns to be made there, but I'm not making them today. Yeah, but you want to go shelf. home and rethink your life. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. I am um, I rethink my life. Listen, if you haven't heard a good youngling pun, you don't know the half of it. Um <laughs> Well, some bittersweet news to our listeners is that Dagum Nerds is going to be taking a slightly different approach to our format for the foreseeable future. Um, if you haven't noticed, uh, it's mostly been me on the podcast. Uh, the other dads have had a lot of dad life hit recently and uh, also some good things like work picking up and having a better opportunity to provide for their families. But as such, it has become very difficult to consistently do weekly releases here at Dagum Nerds. So we're going to be trying a slightly different format. No, don't worry. We're not shuttering our doors. Instead, we're going to be trying a once a month recording and recording multiple episodes in said one recording. So uh, this will probably not be weekly, so instead, it might be a, you don't hear from us for two weeks, and then you get four episodes back to back to back. Uh, just don't expect us to be talking about anything timely, like, oh man, the new episode of She-Hulk just released, and then the next day we're doing an episode on She-Hulk. You know, we will do our best to stay relevant, because, uh, you know, we, we have fun just talking about nerd things that we're going to be talking about anyway. Might as well do it in a little bit more focused format. Um, and you know that no force known to man, elves, or dwarves will prevent Aaron for giving his opinion on the Rings of Power show when it comes out on mm -hmm. September 2nd. What, what? But uh, just going to be changing up the format slightly, and uh, our, uh, our true believers will be there to help pave the way with us on this new format. We're still going to be making sure we can keep them involved. Um, maybe not in the same after show format, but maybe in just the a, a patron specific episode kind of like this one but uh we will be switching formats and uh you know you, you won't have dagum nerds every week but it'll just make it that much more sweet when it comes across your your podcast rss feeds but uh 
anyway, we're, we're still excited to get some content out there. It's just going to have to be a little bit more at dad life pace. So, uh, anyway, well, Daniel Spencer, Rob, it's been a pleasure as always. Any, uh, any words of patronly wisdom before we sign off? Join the Patreon. It's a lot of fun. We have fun here. We promise he was not paid to say that. <laughs> Checks in the mail. <laughs> I, I, I mean, uh, what? What? Who said that? No, uh, Spencer pays to get to say that. I mean, honestly, yes, I do. <laughs> that, that's right. That's right. I promise. See, we pro- he, he doesn't get paid to say that. He pays to say <laughs> Oh, man. Join the but, Discord. Uh, we have memes. That's so true. We have cookie memes. Um, but uh, yeah, also another great way to be involved fall free is join our discord. We have lots of fun, share a lot of in the moment opinions on, Hey, have you seen this episode? Hey, have you seen this thing that's been out for 20 years, but I suddenly remembered it from my childhood and I'm going to put it up on the epi- uh, on discord right now. Lots of those throughout the week and memes, <laughs> memes on memes on memes. So uh, come join the fun and uh, gentlemen, I know we won't see each other as often week to week, but I look forward to when we see you next. And in the meantime, we will catch you later. Daggum nerds. Bye, everybody. Adios. Stop recording. Game over.